are live. Welcome to Go Mo Tonight. We are here in the Space Lounge on Thursday, October 7th. I'm here with my co-hosts. Zoe Roten-Heinzman. And Sam Abbott. How are we doing tonight, guys? Doing well. I was saying I think Sam might be like a, a notch, maybe half a notch uh, more peppy than last time. About a half notch, I think, yeah. See? Slightly so more. Improvement. Improvement. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I gotta buy the espresso nope. maker. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, that's, it, it is a worthwhile investment. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no question about it. Um, so, at the time of this recording, we um, we actually have yet to release the podcast. Um, we're going to have um, the teaser will come out tomorrow. Um, uh, which will be Friday. Um, so, that, you know, a couple minute teaser. And then I'm hoping we can put out episode one on Monday. And then this episode, which uh, you'll know if we succeeded by the time you're listening to this, um, this episode, I'm kind of hoping we can get into our normal cadence of releasing it on Wednesdays and Thursdays, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So we, we may have two episodes um, next week, but we're starting to book guests. Um, this is, uh, we, we got a lot of exciting stuff going on, right? We do. We're, our our website is awesome. We've got our voices section uh, full of awesome writers. We've got a piece from Kayla about some snakes that has everyone in Francistown excited. A tale of two snakes. Yes, she she. You know, we declared her the voice of Francistown, and I think that it has been accepted immediately, um, as far as I can tell. They do love snakes in Francistown. From what they I hear, them, they, what I understand. they don't club no snakes in Francistown. They just embrace them. Yeah. yeah. Water snakes are creepy, though. Have you ever seen them in a lake around here? Yeah, gross, I don't. Man. I'm not a huge fan. I wouldn't try to murder it necessarily, but like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to swim with one. You know. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, Willard Pond is just not your pond for so many reasons. But I've never yeah, got a lot of snakes over there. I've never seen more water snakes than at Willard Pond. It's just like, Why does everybody like Pond? I don't, I don't understand. I that. know you don't. I don't. There's sorry. another reason. We're, we're going on, going on a little rant here, guys, because I know <laughs> I, I have many, many friends who are huge, huge fans of Willard Pond, and I, I don't, I, I can't explain why you like it, but let me just explain why I don't. Which is Wait, say, me? no me. I mean, you guys, as in the audience here. Oh, I was are, gonna are, say. I imagine. I'm guessing that there's a high number of people in our audience who like Willard Pond because it, this this yeah. comes up all the time, you know. But I'm like, all right. Like I remember, <laughs> I went there one time in 2020 because like Cunningham Pond was difficult or something, you know. And everybody's like, go to Willard Pond. It's better anyway, you know. And so first reaction is, wait a minute, like. You know, in in the process of this, I'm like, this is 30 minutes away. Like, what the hell? And obviously, if you live right near Willard Ponds, it was you know we have a, a wider region here. Not everybody's from Peterborough. Um, you might be closer than that, but if you're from Peterborough, why are you driving? Look, listen, guys, listen. I grew up going to like church camp on a New Hampshire lake and visiting other New Hampshire lakes and ponds. It was a New Hampshire pond, actually. Um, there, they are mostly the same. Um, and, and it's not a slight on them. I'm not devaluing them. They're great. I like New Hampshire lakes and ponds. They're awesome. And when I, I shouldn't say that. 
they're they're different in like the lakes region. Like that that's a different ball game. Those are like the Great Lakes of New Hampshire. You know, that's like right, right. little mini Lake Michigan <laughs> over there. Okay, that's different. But in this part of the state, and and even going further north, you know, the the, the little the wooded hilly, you know, this hit there's forested hills on the other side of the pond, wherever you are. And they look basically the same, and the water's basically the same. It's they're great. I love them, but they're the same. Okay, the only things that make them better are like proximity, and does it have a beach, and is it filled with like plants and shit? All right, and Willow Pond doesn't really have a beach, you know, not a good one. And it's a beach it's for two. It's a beach right. for two people. <laughs> right. it's, it's far away. And like the water kind of sucks. I, I just, I just don't understand guys. And the hills that you look at at Willard Pond look exactly the same as like the hills you see at Cunningham Pond or the Jaffrey, you know, Thorndike Pond or whatever. They look exactly the same. So it's not like prettier. I can't accept that it's a prettier pond. I just, it just makes no sense to me. I will also add there's no parking there and it's full of snakes. God. Yeah. All right. But, so, but. but. It is better. I'm saying this having never been to the pond in Francistown, but the pond in Francistown is called like Haunted Lake or Scoby <laughs> Pond. Neither <laughs> name which sounds appealing. It's like yeah, either bacteria or ghosts. Yeah, ghosts are kombucha, <laughs> and apparently it's also full of snakes. So Miller Pond might be better than that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so, like it's so not personal against Willard Pond, or I mean, where is it? Is it an Antrim? Isn't it like on the border, kind of, of two towns? Both, yeah, Hancock and Antrim. Hancock and Antrim, definitely no slight yeah. on Hancock or Antrim. In fact, An- I forget who we were talking to, but Antrim came up. Oh, it was it was when I was, I was having dinner with Chad, our soundboard, uh, the other night, and um, I forget why it wasn't Willard Pond, but something else was in Antrim that we brought up and, and Chad asked the question, he's like, is, is Antrim like, is it part of the, the greater Peterborough annexation plan? And I was like, Oh, I was like, we absolutely want Antrim. Definitely. Um, <laughs> definitely. Um, so no, and, and Hancock, like, so no slight on either town. Your pond is great. It's fine. It's just not a superior pond and no one should commute to it. You know, <laughs> um, that, that just doesn't, you know, guys, and you know, this is something that keeps coming up because, like, you know, it's it's very common around here to never criticize anything, you know, and that's just not exactly how it's going to go around here it, on this program. You know, we have opinions, and we encourage you all to have strong opinions as well, and sometimes they can be negative. I'm here to tell you that that is. Entirely okay. Um, once, it, once we get our legal budget, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah once, <laughs> once we have that more <laughs> fully allocated, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this. You know, it, like what? You know, as we're like focusing on, you know, local. Um, you know, the the best of the local region, like people to promote. Like, why not lawyers? Though, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like who who would be the best lawyer to defend us in this? Is it Charlie Donahue in Keene? You know, he used to have that great billboard that was like knuckles Still of done. brass, heart of gold. <laughs> and my buddy Phil Donahue that I worked with at the time, who was not related to Charlie Donahue, but you know, felt an affinity with the signs, would you know, would always add balls of steel, 
you know, uh, and that's what you want in a lawyer. You know? I feel like that's implied. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's, that is what you want in a lawyer. Um, I, I don't know, Charlie, and I don't know um, if, if it's true. Um, the billboard hasn't been up for a decade, but um, he's got one up now. I just was in Keene the other day. Yeah. So, he just hasn't had that tagline. No, no. But now it only says injuries only. So apparently, apparently, balls is still the window. This, I guess. Basically, we here at Goldman Adnock give Charlie Donahue a very high rating on his billboards, and we don't know anything else about about his service. And he can't help us with free speech. Um, so um, he does not get five stars on the free speech law. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and our search continues. For yeah, our I wonder who who <laughs> around here can handle free speech law. Um, I, I don't know if there's a. I don't know. I, we'd have to we'd have to do some digging for sure. Um, but you know, on the subject of free speech, though, going back to the topic, we did we we published in addition to our our little collective opening salvo there. You know, we had Kayla's piece. We had a really really great like. Um, guided embodied meditation um, given by Sarah Aborn, which was awesome. And um, she's going to have more of that coming. In fact, everyone that we've published so far intends to write um, more pieces. Um, and, and, you know, both um, Bill Taylor and um, Peg Walsh posted um, very, very different pieces, obviously, but both um, kind of looking back on um on the past to gain perspective um in terms of you know what we're seeing and how we approach today so i'm really proud to be posting these um these great uh local voices and people truly seem to be responding to them so um and you know zoe's been doing the emails uh, on tuesdays which has been super fun i've, I've been finding stuff that i wouldn't wouldn't have found without all the digging I've been doing for that. Seems really neat. And the like the wool arts tour coming up this weekend, I feel like nobody knew about that. No, I don't think so. I think we're really giving that a bump. Yeah, I hope people go out and see some alpacas this weekend. I do too. And I, I hope that I myself can get out there and do that um at some point as well. Um the and and I've been doing the Friday email and and one unexpected thing that I really like about that is um declaring that the weekend has begun. I, I I don't know. I did that like two Fridays ago. I was like, and it was par- partially it was because I was sending it out in the afternoon and it was late. You know, so I was like, you know, it was at a time that's not actually really very good for getting people to open an email. Although people did open it, um, but I was like, yeah, the week the weekend is now. We're here. And then last week I was like, let's do it again. And uh, I'm going to do it again tomorrow. We're you know yeah. we're declaring it. We're like stop working because. Lord knows I am by the time I've sent that email out. Don't tell my bosses. Um, actually, I am going to tell them tomorrow that I'm because uh, I'm going to go hike Monadnock in the afternoon. So I'm going to tell them. Um, <laughs> You're going to blow but, your little email trumpet first, though, right? I just imagine right. you sending it out and being like, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's the weekend. I have a real trumpet, too. I should blow it. Like, the weekend has begun. And, and, and of course, you know, Kelly, who, do, who does work till five on Fridays, would be like, shh. You know, like, <laughs> she's on a call and I'm blowing my trumpet. It's the weekend. <laughs> you have to just step outside and like blow it down towards the town. Yeah. You'd be like the counterpart to like the fire whistle. Yes. Yes. Peter's horn. 
<laughs> Which caught, I was outside. I was having a meeting outside at noon yeah. last week, and I was like right behind the church, which is right mm-hmm. next to the fire department. And and it gets me, you know, every noon that I'm, you know, that I'm downtown. But it was so freaking loud. Like I screamed. I actually like I jumped and I screamed. Yeah. It gets me every time. So, you know, actually this would be maybe we can find a guest that can teach us about this, but like what is the story between like fire about firehouses in like small New England times like towns like blasting their horn once a day at a particular time? You know, like what what started that? You know, like in my town growing up, and, and this is what I because I want to understand the reasoning behind the whole thing because I truly don't get noon. Because um, growing up in my town, where I lived, you couldn't hear it; it was really far away. But on the um, in in Timberley Park, which was the most populated neighborhood, you could hear it, and it would blast at five p.m. every day. Which I don't know to me made sense. And you know, in those days, when the world was paradise, and it was um, all the kids were home you know, from three o'clock on with their stay at home moms, you know, who would be like, yep, go outside and do whatever you want. And when you hear the, the fire, um, the fire horn go off, that's when you had to go home for supper. Oh, that's nice. When America that was is good. very nice. Yeah, yeah it was very nice. nice Chris. Yeah. <laughs> a nice childhood. Things got worse. Just like the collective dinner bell. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, Norman so, Rockwell well, painting. <laughs> <laughs> that famous painting of the fire horn. Yes, there should be. <laughs> and, the, and the children home. running and like someone's shoe is flying off and there's like a dog. <laughs> and, and and like Phil Runyon should be there like looking aghast at the children. Because I'm convinced and you know your your honor retired if you if you do happen to listen to this i i mean no disrespect but i i do i do sometimes feel as though you were sketched and painted by norman rockwell and became animated um you you are the perfect town moderator um you must have been the perfect judge i don't think i ever uh well, that would make it sound like I go before a lot of judges a lot, but I, 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 mean, I mean, the few times that I've gone to the, the court in Keene, um, Keene Circuit Court, I don't think I ever, uh, I don't think I ever had a case with um, with Judge Runyon, but I bet you he was a cool judge, a, a perfect New England judge. Anyway, so he, he belongs still, in the in the painting. What is he still practicing law? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Could he's he, not on the bench, he but our, I think he practices. He does a state. He could be. Um, he's one I thought of. Yeah. He does a state, though. I don't, I mean, well, maybe. I mean, if you He does a state. I, I feel like the Norman estate. Rockwell estate lawyer also knows a fair amount about the First Amendment. Well, maybe we'll ask him sometime. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, so, um, this seems like a good time just to point out, though. Um, for those of you who are listening, maybe some of you have a business, um, mainly because you've understood the tree, something we'll explain <laughs> another time. Um, but, um, you know, perhaps you, you have a, a business or, a, a, you know, small artisanal um, thing that you're doing, a- anything that you might want people who listen to this program to hear. And this would be around the point in the program where we would talk to you in this nice, soothing tone about our sponsored 
product or business or event of this week and why our listeners absolutely must go out immediately and buy or attend or wrap their arms around that thing which you would like us to present to them. And, and so this is, this is an opportunity we're giving to you. We, you know, our first couple shows um, are not sponsored, but uh, we, we will be kicking in the sponsorship um, very soon. And, and this is what it looks like. For you and uh, you know mention in the release notes as well so just wanted to you know toss that out there as a as a possibility um obviously we don't know um our numbers yet but we have a feeling based on everything we've seen from um our social media our email list read rates and um the website traffic that we've had so far that um this is looking like a very promising way for you to reach your customers directly and this is literally the only weekly local interest audio program that exists. So uh, we're the only game in town, guys. And uh, crush the competition. Advertise with us, please. Um, so just wanted to mention that. All right. What yeah. else are we, uh, what else are we talking? What's that? What's on the, what else is on the docket for tonight, guys? <clears throat> I don't know. You pissed anybody off this week, Chris? Any, any new, uh, as a matter of fact, despite my best efforts, I didn't even say anything that bad. Um, and, you know, you guys can't go onto the Facebook page and look for the post and try to figure out what the comment is because either the moderators or the author of the post, I think most likely the latter, took the post down. Um, you know, without getting into specifics, I commented that a certain favorite local eating and drinking establishment that used to be my favorite and used to be the best in town is kind of depressing now. And, uh, that was, uh, well, the, the owner didn't like that very much. Um, mm. and there was, there was, there, there were, there were a lot of defenders, which I understand because it's a, it is a legendary establishment, but I'm not going to go into all the, all the details and all the reasons because this may not be the forum. Maybe we'll devote a special episode to it. Probably not, but maybe. Um, but not this one. But I just want to say, we've had a lot of discussions in this town recently about accountability. And I'm certain that the people who say it say it just like that. Um, and usually what that means when people say it is that Someone somewhere needs to be punished more harshly. And, you know, the truth of the matter is I do, I do believe in, uh, in accountability. You know, I am, I am by trade, you could say, a manager. You know, I'm in, I'm in James Burnham's managerial state, you know, where we're going we're gonna to hold people accountable based on performance and shit like that. <laughs> um, however, you know. Uh, you know, say, for example, topic we don't really want to get too far into tonight, but like, you know, say, for example, there was uh, some money lost to a scam. The people responsible um, for the money being lost, lost their jobs. Um, there's a criminal investigation on the hunt for the people who actually took the money. Um, you know, to me, that actually, like, by definition is is literally what accountability is like, like to the letter. Um but I, I, I understand that, and I know some people don't. But I just want to say with regard to my comments about something being depressing is that uh, that's not something that I would say publicly 
if it was an instance of uh, simple bad fortune or um, an accident mm-hmm. or just the normal struggles of COVID because all of our fine, fine eating and drinking establishments have had those struggles. And I have not made that comment about them. So I just want to say that even aside from the townhouse, who we just want to be particularly angry at lately, accountability is a thing and people make choices and there's consequences. These are things I explain to my children. And um, that's true even if you own a beloved business. So yeah, I pissed people. I did. I did piss somebody off this week. Mm. Um, but I hope people understand this little Mister Rogers lesson that we're doing right now, and um, <laughs> the heart, because we can all be better neighbors by understanding the score. I'm gonna put that on a freaking billboard or a meme or something. Next time you need to like wear a cardigan, though. Really drive it home. Yeah, I'm almost there. I'm all, I, you know, it, it's it's just a seasonal thing. I'm just not quite into the cardigan yet, but we're real close. We're real close. I'm not. I'm. I have not yet let go of summer, to be honest. Mm. And we have we've been robbed of even like Indian summer, Native American summer, um, Indigenous people's summer, Indigenous people's summer, First First Nations. Um, I know it's not it's not really supposed to get warm again, is it? Like at all. So it's um speaking of that though, it's Columbus Day weekend. Um speaking of that. Proud, <laughs> proud Italian heritage. Um I'm just kidding, everybody. Just joking. Um we don't we don't do that here. Um but if you know, I will tell you though, you know, I was because I was commenting on Facebook about this similar thing. Um because I don't know, somebody made some comments about it being, you know, an Italian heritage thing or Italian heritage month. Cause well, somehow, somehow, and I don't even know this being Italian, somehow it moved from being Columbus day to October is Italian heritage month. I don't know how that happens. I'm not really into that, you know, but there are people who say it, you know, but I made a comment. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, too bad there's no Italians in New Hampshire. You know, that's why, that's what, that's why there's no issue around this whole Columbus day thing. But, you know, I talked to, uh, you know, like our compadres down in New Jersey, um, you know, or my uh, my in-laws that live in Long Island. This is still a very living controversy with the Italians um, who are very upset because they want, you know, they want their St. Patrick's Day is what it is, what it really comes down to, you know. Um, But we don't we don't have these issues because um, like, you know. Mediterraneans are a minority here. So, um, how's uh, how's my friends at the Ledger transcripts that I, I haven't renewed my subscription to yet? Well, uh, they published an editorial. Are they they doing that? I have I haven't seen one lately. Ledger, listen, Ledger transcripts. <laughs> I, we tried we tried to make jokes. We tried to like beat around this bush in our previous incarnation, but I just. Since I'm speaking to lots of people directly in this podcast episode, um, you know, the editorial is where, like, the editor shares their opinion, and you do it, like, every time, um, in case you haven't seen another newspaper. Um, there was a nice, uh, a nice picture from the, the editor of a, of a falcon or a hawk or something. So. Well, he takes awesome pictures. That was in there today. 
He took this really good one of some river in Sharon that he put in the Peterborough group. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was from a drone, I think. Um, and it was pretty awesome. It was like a misty Sunday morning. Um, oh, yeah, I did see that. It was really cool. It was very, very impressive. Very nice picture. Um, yeah. Him and, him and Jeff Settles should have a death match. Like a, like a drone off? I don't know. Yeah, right. Some you know, like, who's the other drone, the drone photographer? Is it Steve Lepofsky? Because I think he does it too. Yes, we should like, there should be a, a battle. I mean, it's kind of like, well, see, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. And like, like Ben and, so I, I feel like, you know, Ben's like sort of like the established champion, right? And and Jeff is like the upstart. You know, he's, got, he's even got calendars now, you know? Um, and so they, they really seem to be like a natural fight, but like, Steve Lepofsky's like like the grand the big granddaddy up top, you know, because he's got that Magic Johnson uh, Larry Bird picture. You well, know? so the, the the you know Ben and Jeff can do the first round, and then they have to like fight the final. They have boss. to fight the boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Um, but yeah, what is what? Um, actually, well, I mean, so is are there any good stories in there? So there's the. The sentencing, the big sentencing of, let me just make sure I'm going to say her name right, Brittany. Baron. Baron. Yeah. I'm just sorry. I just, it wasn't loading the page that I had clicked off of. Brittany Baron. The sentencing of Brittany Baron. Big story Hasht- this week. I'll tell you my position on this one, which is hashtag free Brittany. Um. <laughs> well, just, you know, in case, in case people are not remembering this story. This was the, the horrible like murder in the murder park where they discovered the body in the, in the park by the cathedral of the pines. Right. Do you, do you, oh, yeah, I was, I was just letting you explain it to the, to the listeners. Yeah. yeah that's, that's about all the details I remember to be well, honest. No. So it was like, all right. So nobody knows if there was one where they drove, they drove up North and came back. I mean, there aren't, there haven't been that many murders around here. So I'm assuming it's the same one, but they found the body in at the cathedral, the pines. Are you kidding? No, no, no. So, no so there's a park across the street from Annette, it. Like Annette, Annette, state, park, okay. Annette state something. Oh um, yeah. 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 Okay. I do. That's, 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 where, the, that's, where, the, road, that's yeah. where the murder occurred. That's right. where it was. I thought it was yes. up north or something. They no, said. that's where they that's where they fled to with the body. Oh, and, wow. and that's where they that's where they bagged them. That's where they that's where they found Brittany was like basically right. like guarding the body. Um. So and Brittany's know. it was like Brittany's Brittany was possibly having an affair with the, with the dead guy. Right. Yeah, right, right, possibly, right. But it was like her boyfriend or husband that did husband. the murder. Yeah, so it's it's really it's ex- extremely grisly tale, um, and and I, I I truly I I might accidentally make a joke, but I truly feel sincerely for everyone involved with this. Um, you know, this will this will be on um, investigation discovery as a as a show for sure, um, no question. Because like it's oh god, it's grisly, it's brutal. You got love and jealousy. It's like so. The husband, uh, Armando, I think his name is, got in his head, whether true or not, that Brittany and this guy were having an affair. And he texted the guy uh, with her phone being like, it's an emergency with I think I think it was like, it's an emergency with my husband. I need you to meet me at a net state park. 
and I don't, I don't even want to go into like the full, the full grisly details no. of it. But there was no. a brutal. He, he had, and and there were pictures of this. You know, he had viciously, viciously beaten his wife, and forced her along with this, and then murdered the the young man, um, and then you know forced her to participate in the you know concealment of the body, the flight, and and. Um, there was there was some dismemberment of the body that that she participated in and stuff. Um, she's going to jail for like six years, and this is another one of those accountability things because the accountability people are like, she should have gone to jail for life and all this stuff, um, which just really pisses me off, honestly. And I, I'm not cool with this sentence even a little bit, um, but with the with the lunatics, the bloodthirsty immoral lunatics online don't understand is first of all given what she was charged with you can't go to jail for like 20 years to life it's not that kind of crap you know what i mean like she got the sentence mm-hmm. commensurate with what she was charged with and what she was accused of she wasn't accused of of being in on this you know no one everyone agreed that she was in some way or other an unwilling participant but so no, she didn't deserve a harsher sentence. Uh, under the, the the law is plain on that, so that's false. But I don't even think she deserved the sentence she got because I think that the prosecutors um, played some serious hardball with this, and I don't think it was right. I think she was in an abusive relationship, and she was a victim. And what the hell are you supposed to do in that situation? Everybody thinks they're a goddamn hero. Um, you know that that if if they're battered and their significant other has like a gun and the willingness to use it and has demonstrated this and that oh yeah no you're right let me go straight to the police like I'm sure nothing will go wrong um, you know I'm going to think clearly right now you know um, yeah. I I hate that you know like it's not fair agreed I don't know what you guys think but no. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> Totally. I mean, you just watch somebody like murder this dude, you know, you're going to do what they tell you to do, right? Do what they tell you to do. Let me (laughs) tell you, if you're in that situation, you should do what they tell you to do because otherwise they're going to kill you. Right. I saw somebody actually comment on, you know, probably WMUR or something because, you know, a lot of unhinged people on, even more unhinged people on there than like, you know, say like your Peterborough page or something, you know, Um, by far. I should, to to Peterborough's credit. By far. Um, But these people are like, um, I saw someone be like, she had the choice to die. Like she, like, like that she, rather than like do, do uh, frankly the mild felony of concealing the crime or aiding abetting after the fact or whatever, whatever the exact charge was. um, She should have chose to be killed. Um, which I just found to be such a barbaric statement, um, you know? Hmm. People don't have, you know, all this accountability and shit and, like, all this all this talk of, like, justice and, like, you know, changing how we talk and all this stuff, and yet, like, basic compassion is ju- and mercy is just, like, absent. Hmm. Ab- absolutely absent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I hate to go back to the money thing, but like somebody was telling me how they, they saw the, the, you know, quote unquote retired, um, 
I forget if he was the treasurer or whatever title he was, but he's one of the two people who was let go as, as part of the thing. And he's an older guy and he had a, he had a whole career in like this type of like financial public service without any problems, without any errors, you know, with nothing. And, you know, this is, this is how it's going to be remembered. And I, I don't, I'm not angry at that guy at all. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel bad for that guy. Like what the mm-hmm. hell, you know, like, I don't know. People are fucked up. At least on, I mean, at least on the internet, maybe they're better in real life. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a theory. That's it. That's a theory people have. I, d- I don't know if I believe it. I'm just going to just gonna we can, say it anyway. We can, try to, we can try to believe it for the sake of our feeling, you know, whatever. <laughs> at least, in, at least in person and in real life, they don't have the balls to talk like that and do this kind of stuff, you know, generally. But I think uh, it's don't. obvious. Yeah, it's obvious. I mean, and there's something to be said about that, too, probably. But, you know, behind a computer screen, you can you can get a lot more... Uh, brave Although, you know without going into details because I, I just don't want it's not about either of these things i i do kind of like people heard a lot of nasty things from people over the past few years that they've said mm. in real life so oh yeah no it, it, that's true too i just think people are getting nastier yeah i saw, I, I saw a post of uh, on another post online um it was from uh, it was from Madison um, John's co-host on the um, which you guys should listen to on the the Fresh Kills podcast if if they ever make new episodes but just uh, friends of ours you might you may want to look up sometime but she works in the um, in the service industry um, as you know she's a bartender I think and you know she was just talking about like how um, nutty people are now like and and how mm-hmm. um, just like quick to quick to like yell and like quick to get hostile and like you know. Um, there, you know, people are like tipping less and like, it's just this like thing. And, you know, she was like, why is this? And like, my comment was, I was like, look, I was like, we are, and I, I know she's seen this. So that's part of why I made this reference. Anybody out there who hasn't seen this, you should see it Get an HBO max subscription. Um, tell them an ad knock underground sent you that gets you no discount. Um, but, um, <laughs> but you will look really cool, but you will look super cool. Um, <laughs> But um, the the leftover season one depicts a small town, uh, a little bit bigger than, say, Peterborough, but um, nonetheless, a small suburban town in New York. And uh, there's been this event where 2% of the world has disappeared. And it's totally unexplained. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, it sounds like the rapture, but it wasn't all religious people, you know. And one of the effects of this, like, beyond just the the direct grief people feel at having, you know, some of them had their loved ones just sort of disappear, but just in general, this like unexplained and strange event that like upended people's sense of normalcy. Um, it like, it put everybody on edge, like, like super on, like on their last nerve. So like everybody's just like ready to go ballistic about anything really. And like all kinds of like outbursts and things are, are now tolerated basically because everyone is sort of just like turned up to like nine and a half all the time, you know? And when I watched that earlier this year, I, I do have to admit, and I may write about this in my first column um, for Goldman Adnock, the, all I could think is I was like, I was like, this is like just a little bit off from like where Peterborough people are, you know? Never mind people in general, but even right here in Peterborough, people are like, 
I really think there's just this very, very thin veneer left and people are just like losing yeah. it, you know? And, um, and that just seems to be a, a thing, you know, a, across the board. Um, when you first said that to me, I didn't want to believe it, but then I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since then. Yeah, because Cause I, it's cause true. I think you're kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's true, unfortunately. Go watch the show, guys. We'll talk about it some more. It comes up a lot in my life and thoughts at this point. Um, all right. I don't know if we had any. Do we have any other stories tonight? Any, any other news? That's probably the biggest news. It's, it's the biggest real news, you know. Mm-hmm. More, more about the financial thing that we've covered. So yeah, yeah we don't need to talk about that no more. Um, but you know, on the positive side of things, we've all actually, you know, despite all of these, um, you know, sort of negative uh, topics here, we've all actually been having a pretty good time, I think, and we've been eating some good food, and there's been, um, you know, if you haven't heard, if you, ha- if you haven't heard the word. We've we've been promoting it. We've been pumping it in email and on Facebook. But like the Street Eats food truck down by that abandoned building um, by Charlie's, Charlie's yeah, yeah. by Charlie's, which is closed now for the season, um, phenomenal. And I honestly, I don't necessarily always um, really like that sort of like Asian street food kind of Asian inspired street food kind of thing. It's amazing. It's phenomenal. I'm even told that on Saturday morning, they're doing brunch food. Of course, this is you won't get this for this Saturday, but I think that they're going to be here for the next three weeks. So this is not out-of-date information for anybody listening. Go it over there. Sunday brunch. Alan told me it was Saturday. I'm pretty sure it was Sunday this week. All right. Maybe, maybe double, verify, double Yeah, double-check that. But sometime, sometime, if you, if you can try both times. Uh, Saturday or Sunday, just show up, show up over there. If they don't have brunch, they'll give you pork belly on fermented cabbage and blueberries. And it's phenomenal. Um, so tell them we sent you, tell them we sent you still doesn't get you a discount, but it <laughs> definitely makes you look cool. Um, even cooler yeah. than it makes you look to the folks at HBO max. Especially. Um, but I had a great sandwich at nature's green grocer. We're going to put it in our email on Friday. It was, a, it was a ham and apple, very seasonal. It was a ham and apple sandwich. On this. I saw that yesterday. It was, it was it legit. Is. It was legit. Um, yep, good food. Um, so, guys, if nothing else, the social fabric's coming apart. Um, but the good food is, for now, still on offer. Um, at Whether it's at our local natural food store or um, in, in the parking lot of an abandoned building, which – Seems fitting with what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> and the taco truck is there this weekend too. Yes, the taco truck, the traveling taco, another local favorite, is um, is also joining them there um, sporadically. Um, but this weekend, it sounds like they'll be. I don't know about next. I don't. When people listen to this, I don't know if that's true. But um, oh, look around. Okay. The traveling taco might show up. Um, you never know. It's like the um, leprechaun or whatever. Just, <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Um, well, um, you know, we are just about a time. You know, we've got um, – we're looking forward to our subsequent episodes. It is possible, not not guaranteed, but possible that episode three may have a guest segment tacked on to the end of it. So um, very excited about that. Can't say any more than that yet. But like I said, we're in the process of booking people. If you would like to come on the program, feel free to reach out to us. Um, all of our email addresses and such will be in the description of the episode. Um, Sam's your guy. If my, um, 
if my pitch on uh, on uh, sponsoring the podcast was convincing to any of you, Sam's the one you want to talk to. Um, so his address will be in there as well. Um, but yeah, we, we would love uh, uh, suggestions for guests or even um, requests to come on. Even if you're just like a rando out there, you know, like um, Joe Blow Peterborough, come on the come on the program. Um, we'd, love, we'd love to have you. Um, I, I, anything I, else I you guys can think of? We haven't uh, before we uh, wrap it up here. We haven't talked about foliage at all, but I guess I can I can wait until next time. <laughs> it's We're an not a peak discussion. Yet. Not, it's not peak. You know, it's true. It's not as peak. The, as the psychedelic people like to say, you know, we're not peaking yet. Um, not peaking yet. It's true. That's when Chris puts his cardigan on. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> when we reach peak, I will bust out my multicolor um, cardigans. I, in fact, I got to do a little cardigan inventory and see how many I'm at right now and what colors I might need for the 2021, uh, 2022 season. Maybe we'll even do a featured, um, not probably not an episode, but a featured article or something on <laughs> the colors of the fall cardigans of um, 21, 22 cold season. I think people would read it like a style. We'll guide. have lots of like. Are you going to do like a fashion shoot for it? Yeah, we'll do like that thing like they do in those magazines, where like you know it'll be like a picture of a person, and like in the bottom of the description, it'll like list each item of clothing and like how much it costs. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like I got the like um uh like I don't know like Ralph Lauren mauve um cardigan at like three hundred fifty bucks. Uh, I don't know if I'm lowballing that. I don't know. I, I buy my clothes from like Amazon and Target and shit, um, but they look good. I was like, wow, you you really? No, I don't do that. No, 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 no. no but that's, no, that's what the magazines do. That's you know what I mean. Right, like right. That's, what, that's what those people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it would be kind of funny too if it was like Amazon Essentials, twenty-seven dollars in shipping. <laughs> If you <laughs> I just got a really awesome new uh, cashmere merino striped sweater from Salvation Army wow. in Swansea oh, that is cool. for hey, like speaking of $3, which, so I could do that one. Before you do your like um, wool smuggling from Europe, um, don't let me miss that because I keep forgetting about it. Um, oh, that's, I just I ordered you a shirt because I had to. Oh, oh thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so we smuggles wool from like the Netherlands or something. Um, Lithuania. Well, my, Lithuania. My, when I made this past order, my phone blew up from my bank because they were like, "Is this real? Are you for real? Ordering this much wool from Lithuania? Or are you being targeted too?" <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to text them multiple times, and then they didn't. Still didn't believe me, so I had to call them. And this poor like, lady, like, no, I swear to God, I want the wool. <laughs> I need it. It's important. Yeah. All right. So wool shirts. I'll wear my wool shirt once it comes in whenever whenever that happens um, later in the year. However long it takes for them to get it to us from Lily. However, however long it takes to for them to slaughter the sheep and, and get the wool. <laughs> I know that's, not how, it happens. I know sheep, that's not how it happens. <laughs> you have a lot to learn on the wool arts tour this Saturday. <laughs> I should just join 4-H and like as like the lowest level and like work my way up because I don't I don't really know these things. Um, but I do know that they don't kill the sheep. All right, for anybody who's listening. That's good. Um, all right. Well, on that note, everyone, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the only weekly program that deals with issues in the Monadnock region. 
with a critical eye and a humorous heart and balls of steel. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Balls of steel, Charlie, John, you. Space <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs>